comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. We try to perfect everything in our lives, and it's like a job. Being a consumer is like a job. You have to make sure you get the best one. If you get a Blu-ray player, you got to do research. You got to look at reviews of a player. You got to go on Amazon and read a really long review written by an insane person <laughs> who's been dead for months. Episode 286. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half-hour wasted. Tonight's episode: the Squeakwool. For those who watch True Blood, they'll know what that means. Suge! Welcome to episode 286 of Half Hour Wasted. I remember let's, just, let's just get right into it. I remember it. when Anna Paquin used to be just a cute little adorable Enough kid. nonsense. Yeah. Frank's been and watching True Blood? Now she's catching up on tramping it up on HBO. She, um, she have a stamp? I don't know. No, no. I, I don't no, have I, HBO I, anymore. I, I don't think so. Now let's just we get can. to the nuts and bolts. Mike Oceanverse Schwartz. Uh-huh. Has absolutely despised this ep- this season of True Blood. Right now, l- let what me what could reiterate. be so different from the last couple of uh, despicable seasons? Now, I um, you know, there's so a lot I of listeners watching. right now whose heads are spinning. Like, where's the five ten minutes of nonsense yeah. before the content? <laughs> we um with, <laughs> well, with that's True Blood. Well, first, first of all, let, let me for those who don't know, True Blood show on HBO. It's been five seasons. I've been watching it on the HBO Go app. It's about vampires? Right. It's about vampires in the South in current day. They're in their fifth season? They're in their fifth season. Do they talk like this? Yeah, they do. I've heard that some of them do, but the poor actors uh, don't. Now, kind of like Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. Okay, so, so let me summarize kind of what I've seen so far. I'm in the halfway through season three. Uh, the show has a lot of drama, which is, you know, you know, Who's hooking up with who? Stuff like that. A lot of political stuff going on. Yes. And a lot of very subtle humor that just kills me. It so is what you're so saying funny. it's a combination of General Hospital. Yes. Boston Legal and yes. Seinfeld. Yes. And it is a it is a fun show. The um the drama about people hooking up is it's part of it. It you know, it's there for the chicks, man. Let's just face it. Chicks love hooking up with vampires, right? Is this present day? Who does present day. Present day. The politics though uh, the vampire politics, there's also werewolves, and there's also fairies, and there's also changelings. Um, that part is pretty fascinating. Um, this show isn't one of those things that will you know, 
I'd like to point out that in less than three minutes, uh-huh. we got to the meat of the episode. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's not my fault. No, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. And and it is um, it is the kind of show that is a guilty pleasure. Definitely, it is a show that is just fun to watch. You know what? What's the basic premise? So, um, so a guilty pleasure. You mean like like sixty minutes? <laughs> no, not quite guilt like that. Okay. Um, okay. Little backstory on it. Um, vampires have always existed in our world, but no one's ever been quite sure about it. There's always legends and stuff like that, and okay. no one knows the tale of Dracula. Well, a Japanese firm comes out with a synthetic blood. <laughs> he said firm. Comes <laughs> <laughs> out with a synthetic okay, blood? Sorted. Yeah, synthetic blood. The vampires decide... This this is our opportunity to kind of come out and reveal ourselves that we really exist because now they don't have to feed on humans they can drink this blood okay. and there's different factions of them there's some that still believe in the old ways of you know in the olden times in the olden right. times we used to kill Ooh, humans that but, was a great promo but it now was. they're all you know a majority of them are just trying to be mainstream do, they're trying do to they mainstream sparkle? No, Thank these you. these are pretty hardcore okay. real vampires. They burn. I know what you're referencing. You're referencing Twilight. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Have you, have either of you ever seen a Twilight? Uh, not I have. one second. I have because when I worked at the Best Buy service center uh-huh. for the temporary job, I got to test DVD players, uh-huh. and Blu-ray players. One of the discs I had was Twilight. Whoa! It's I, not very nice of them. I. It's not that I have anything against it. It's I, it, I'm not the target audience. I'm not going to go watch Twilight. It's just, and that's why I I I had no interest in True Blood until someone said, "Dude, you'll like it. You'll like it." Now there's some other things that are more adult about it. There's some very pretty girls in it who um, mm-hmm. who do say pretty, they they would do pretty girl things. So and, they and, they would be making <laughs> they'd be making good coin at the Republican National Convention, is what you're trying to say, right. or the Democratic National Convention. Right. For Rhino. I want to I want to go ahead and straddle both sides of the fence here. Actually, maybe that's what they would be doing. But um, the the show is sexy, funny and smart. The producer, I think his name is Alex Ball. What's your language? He also produced a family show. uh, Hold on. He did six feet under. Can someone Google who produced? That's my second snort of this episode. I've exceeded my quota. That's exactly what you get in that show. Okay. There's a lot of good times <laughs> in it. Can you Google six feet under and just see who produced it? If, and for those, this is a little bit of a tangent. But six feet under is a very deep show that has a lot of six feet deep. <laughs> that has a lot of um. That's two meters for you euros. It. And and stuff like that. It's um, and this show is such a departure. It's just so different. And yeah. It's a lot of fun. I haven't seen season five. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get past season four to see it. But uh, guilty summer pleasure, guys. I can highly, highly recommend it. It's fun, okay. at least from what I've seen so far. Yeah, and it's total turn off your brain and just enjoy it. Because I really thought what it was going to be a six feet under. Yeah, the producer so, or producer. So you like it better than the new Tim Allen vehicle? Yeah, tremendous. Okay, fair enough, man. Mostly because Saga is in it. Because it's not a it's not a slam dunk, you know. Tim yeah. Allen, man, dude's got a good formula. I don't even know that show. Last Man Standing. See, you're better at this than ah! I am. Very nice. 
It's like home improvement, but there's not as many tools, and they're all girls. Oh. Alan Other Ball? That, exactly Alan Ball. That's it. Okay. So he's mm-hmm. also involved with uh, Alan with Ball. Wasn't he a cowboy safety last year? I don't know. That may be my next draft pick. <laughs> but, uh, you know, please check it out if you can, if you have the HBO why did, gap. Why did just, Mike Schwartz not like this current season so much? <sighs> you know, he I've said, had... I, he I, said something about it just felt like they weren't trying. Yeah, I, I actually was talking to someone else at work about this who watches this show, and they felt the exact same way. They just said that, that season five is just fell off the rails. Was it just spinning its wheels? I, well, that I, I won't know that in, for another season right oh, now. Oh, so you're not cu- completely No, cut. I'm only okay. halfway okay. through season three. Oh, got to go through okay. season four. Ah. Uh, unfortunately, I already know how season five ends, but I don't care because it's, uh, it's still kind of cool. You know, I'll get there when I get there. But, I mean, you know, it's monsters, it's politics, it's a drama, it's fun. Very True good. True blood, first three and a half seasons. Oh, you know what? And Legion of Dudes, they've done at least three shows on it. They certainly have. Yeah. So They're uh, all BS shows, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, guys, really try it out. And it, for the girl listeners out there, you know, let me know what you think. I assume girls watch it because so of the eye candy. Do you think the girls uh, would like it more than the boys? I, a lot of women seem to kind of lean that way because there's a lot of shirtless guys in it. That was one reason why I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. Wow. Mm. But uh, but there's a lot of uh, uh, ladies in there too. So probably a lot um, of manscaping going on. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of female scaping too. Yeah. So true. I, I would do that, but I don't want it to. You know, I want to keep my rolls of fat covered up. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. True to my word. Yes. Uh, I started watching Battlestar Galactica, Pew. 2004. Nice. No, where did you start? Which is, hey, by the way, that is uh, a much better show, and you should be congratulated because it is far superior to Battlestar uh, Galactica 1980. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. I, started, I began at the beginning. Okay, we'll, wait, wait, we'll, wait, get, we'll get back to, to Galactica 1980. Sorry, Galactica it's not Battlestar. 19, it's Galactica 1980. Right, Galactica oh, 1980 okay. was the sequel to the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. It was, they, uh, they landed on Earth, and that series happened on the planet oh, Earth. Oh, that was yes. with Nazis, right? It was awful. No, that no, was the Star Trek episode, in, Balance of uh, took Terror. Took place in 1980. Excuse me. Um, okay, go on. Piece of the action. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, Wink so of the eye. Um, I'm when we talked about our 50 top TV sci-fi characters, remember that episode? Yes. You narrated that was a good episode. episode, basically. Yeah, I barely remember it. Um, what happened? I promised, Who won? I, I, <laughs> I said that I would start. You did, apparently. No, Kirk won. And you know what? I've actually had discussions with people um, defending um, Starbucks' uh, uh, appearance at number two on that list. And my my position is that that's ridiculous, but it's not necessarily because Starbuck was an awful character. She's a great character, but to single her out amongst that great cast, I think, is a disservice to the other people in the cast, not necessarily to her. I just think that her character was not better or more integral to the show than Adama or uh, Gaius, and it wasn't a better acting performance, a better character development arc than Colonel Ty, who I think was amazing. Okay, I well, think he was the unsung hero of the show. I'm only halfway through season one. Okay. Um, I started with the miniseries. It, it, mm-hmm. starts, it starts speeding up a little bit, by the way. I've enjoyed it so it, far. It's, it's, not, it's not Babylon 5-esque in that you've got to gut through it, but it does pick up steam. There's... 
one major problem I have with it, and I think we've spoken about it. Okay. Not on the air though is. I'm having a, a really hard problem with the overuse of the word frack. Yeah. Um, every time I hear it, it takes me out of this quote-unquote reality that I've submersed myself into. Yes. Okay. If they're going to use that word, I would rather them just use the real word. I, well, it was I know they can't I, use yeah. it because of TV, Yeah. but... It just sounds so ridiculous to me. I well, I love that word. Okay, because well, it's 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 along the lines of defending it. It is a silly word, but it means something in their universe. Right, sure. Stop, stop, stop and, all this. And it's just to me that's kind of funny. And I don't know. I appreciate it in in a way that's like I know they wish they could cuss, but they can't. So this is the silly. You know, this is this is like their. Way to go to the censors. Frack you. We're going to use the word. Well, that is... No, no. The word frack is a cuss word. For Just them. not an R right. vernacular. And I didn't get it, but... So the, they are getting to cut loose and talk like sailors. Because I don't live in their world. Right. And thank goodness you don't. It it makes me giggle, and it, it, it brings me out of the reality that I've chosen to immerse myself in. It, it is a... It, it, it takes me out of the reality that I've chosen to believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes it yeah. un, a, a bit unbelievable for me. Is it interesting how a lot of these uh, these science fiction, these fantasy, you know, a show that happens in the future, a show that happens in a parallel universe, whatever, um, they do, for some reason, they'll come up with a different word for curse words. And it's usually the, the big the big bomb. Um, like in Farscape, uh, their their word is frell. So it's frelling this and frelling that, that and frell you. That would have the same effect on me, yeah. I think. It's interesting. Now, it's it's a lot more interesting when uh when a guy who's who has like an 8-foot tongue and is a uh is a warrior who would kick wharf's ass all over the deck uh says it, you know, as opposed to a a, a guy from the reporting pool in a poorly fitting <laughs> suit. I, I think it was was it Dennis Pooh who said, "Man, that that they have a lot of reporters on that." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have a. I mean, I didn't yeah, have an argument for that. The, the proportional number of reporters they have on the Battlestar Galactica series does seem to be a bit on the heavy See, side. I, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, there was what maybe twenty in that room, but if you're thinking about, it was basically one for each ship in the fleet. If you're thinking yeah. about yeah. fifty thousand people, right? That's nothing. Dennis is wrong. Dennis well, but is usually like a, right about I, everything, but, but like he's wrong a small in that town instance. newspaper, and they have wireless communication. I mean, how many TV stations could there possibly be for fifty thousand? I mean, think about a community like here in Dallas. We have. How many, do you think? Um, do you think twenty was a good estimate of the people that were in that room? Yeah, I don't remember. I would have said thirty, but I'm just I'm actually I thought, I'm whiteboarding here. Six hundred and five. Yeah, and that Let's number does just, change, by the way. Yeah. Uh, divided by 20 that's one journalist per every 2480 people so 2480 that, that doesn't people. sound too often well now again you're talking about um you know the way their society is set up i mean each ship is almost like a world unto itself and they never say this, this is just pure conjecture on my part but i've always wondered you know they talk to each other when they're getting ready to go to warp and st- when they're getting ready to make their their space jumps um because they don't want to lose each other um but um, it makes you wonder, you know, because they're hiding. The whole point of the show is they're freaking hiding from the Cylons. Is do they try to keep intership communications? They try to keep transmissions to a minimum. You know, if so, then maybe it is kind of required that you know these 
these guys go to the first ship. You know, they all go to the, the capital ship and they they get the news and they take it back and disseminate it to each of their own individual ships in the fleet. You know, you know, they take a shuttle and maybe it's to cut down on the amount of uh, uh, radio chatter going back and forth. Maybe well, it's one less way for the Cylons to potentially catch them. I yeah, know that the, 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 the Cylons, uh, they, they can, uh, that's how come the whole Galactica ship is wired. So there's no wireless communication so no one can tap into it. But the that's Galactica, it, when, when the president's on Airspace One or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, Colonial one, maybe I don't know. I think that's you it. know they they talk wirelessly, yeah, between ship to ship. But yeah, so the word frack, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, Dune in that they they had to get rid of the thinking machines. Okay, and the Dune references for uh, Ken Morgan, by the way. Um, so uh, uh, that's why the Galactica was basically the one ship that survived is because it was so old. It didn't have artificial intelligence built into its systems, and so the Cylons couldn't compromise it, and they were able to get away because the Galactica was basically purely mechanical. Yeah. Uh, here's the etymology of it. Uh, frack is a fictional censored version of some bad words first used uh, in the original Battlestar Galactica series. Really? In the reimagined version, and consequently in Caprica, it appears with greater frequency and with the revised spelling. So it was in the original Battlestar Galactica. Wow, I well, we that. I didn't remember that. We either. I think we took her on avo- advice. We warned Brad not to go back and revisit the original series <laughs> before he launched into the new one. Mm. Yeah, because I it wouldn't not. it wouldn't help at all. Hmm? Oh, Zoe. that's Zoe's <laughs> way of saying thank you. Zoe has got You're one welcome, of those new Zoe. toothbrushes. And good night, baby. Um so I don't remember Frack being in the original. I can't say I did either, but, but I mean, the last time I saw no, Battlestar Galactica was when it aired, and I'm sure somewhere in my 20s I saw it on cable and thought, that is yeah. not good. And then One of my f- most favorite things about this new... They they had it on Sci-Fi, if I remember right, before the really? 04 series came out. Um, One of my favorite things about this new version is being able to see the old Vipers from the old show. Yeah. You know, the new Vipers were futuristic looking and stuff, but they weren't as cool looking as the old ones. Yeah. It's really neat to be able to see those old ones. And also in the pilot, it might have been the pilot, might have been the second episode of the miniseries, when we actually got to hear the old uh, Battlestar Galactica theme, the there was some kind of ceremony going on in the Galactica and mm-hmm. the Vipers were flying by, so we got to hear that music. That was awesome. Yeah, Easter egg um, for the fans. There's a couple of things I'm having problems with, and maybe they'll be answered. And I spoke to some of the dudes the other night when we were doing a Walking Dead podcast. Maybe some of these questions will be answered. Like, one of the things that bothers me is that, okay, these these humans aren't from Earth. They're looking for Earth. Right. So how do they know about the Greek pantheon of gods? Well, that will be addressed. Okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll find out. Okay. What, whatever the answer is, you'll find it out. And it's I'm not, curious not as to how Gaius Baltar, who... By the way, is quickly becoming my favorite character of the show. Yeah, interesting. Uh, how he sees the the Cylon number six all the time. I don't know if that will ever be resolved. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's ever a literal clinical answer. There was some kind of explanation that she gave him in one of the first few episodes. I think he said, "How come I can see you?" And yeah, she said something like, 
maybe I planted something in your brain. Maybe I did this. Maybe I did that. With, with Maybe that, it's a post-hypnotic suggestion. I think Brad, with, with that, you just need to enjoy the ride and don't okay. question it. That's as much. good an explanation as any, I can tell you that. Um, that kind of pisses me off because there's got to be something like that. There's got to be a better explanation for yeah. as far as Brad Milo is concerned. Well, and I, the, I, I've only seen the series one time through. I've not gone back and rewatched it. Um, and I've, I've only seen, I've only had a second airing of episodes just Gosh, maybe just a couple episodes. So it's quite possible that there was a literal explanation that I just missed. The, um, I think the final season will give you some insight. Okay. Um, but it, it won't give you like a concrete, it is because of this. Okay. But it may give you some insight. Uh, just in my personal opinion, um, I think the series kind of spun its wheels that last season a little bit. Um, Okay. Though the ending was satisfactory. Um and and it's still up for controversy. Well, it's still up for debate as to whether that what that ending means. Yeah, I I I think that the last season was about building to the quote big idea unquote. Yeah. And so I gave it that. For me, uh the I think season 3 was the one that kind of dragged for me there are parts in the overall series that to me i had to kind of look i'm just gonna i'm just gonna slog through these next six seven eight episodes and it'll pay off and it did um there are moments at the end of these 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 troughs in the series as a whole um where at at the conclusion of the trough you stand up and cheer Mm mm-hmm I mean, there's there are times when you're literally getting up out of your seat, punching your fist in the air, you know, going yes, and that is awesome. You, you get the you get these great emotional payoffs. There's probably at least a half dozen times in the series where the resolution of something that's been building for a while makes you so happy you own a television set. Our listener, uh, Radio Fuquay. Yes. On uh, the Twitter. Yes. Says that it's the best sci-fi show ever, in his opinion. I, it, it's I up res- there. You know. I, I, um, uh, Zoe, we are in the middle of something very important. Is it in your mom's car? Check, go check the Jeep. Um, check the Liberty. Radio Fuquay also says. Yes. I had a, I had a small back and forth with him. That the heck is my so phone? So far. Uh, this is the only show that has rivaled Lost's storytelling. Okay. And I can't comment on that because I'm only one, one half season in. I don't have a huge disagreement with that because there is a lot of the show is exploring the unfolding mythology of the Battlestar Galactica universe. You know, I would... It's as, not all about space action. Yeah, as far as as best sci-fi, I may have to go Farscape on that one because it, it was very. You're preaching the choir there, honey. Yeah, because it, it was very concise and it was there and it had a yeah. good beginning, middle, and end and a great under un, you know story yeah. to it. Battlestar Galactica is let's put it this way: it's an interesting journey that will not leave you bored. I I think and, that and, and and I can't say it's the best. But I'm so glad I went on that journey, and I would do it again. I think that BSG, um, I my response to Radio Fuqua was that um, I'm trying to remember exactly what I wrote. 
Um, basically, that that I agreed that it was awesome and it was an all timer. I mean, I, I think it's probably in my top five, but um, but I would I would put Star Trek the original series and Farscape above it because of the originality of Star Trek the original series and just the the insane epic fun of Farscape and Farscape was insane and it was epic I mean the, 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 um, there were so many episodes of Farscape have you ever gone through that series no but you keep okay. talking about it one of these days but one of these days and it is it is streamable on Netflix by the way somehow that, that, I just don't see anything sci-fi wise living up to what Babylon 5 did for me um, especially seasons one through four Farscape to me. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to uh, pull us off the rails here. Uh, I'll make this quick. Um, there were so many episodes and plot lines of Farscape that were, I felt like I had watched a movie at the end of every episode. I mean, I literally did. I, I felt like the, you get to the end of this episode and Farscape had a lot of two parters also, and, and some three parters. So it, they got to where they weren't confining themselves to a 42 minute or 47 minute, you know, story, you know, they would take an hour and a half, two hours to tell a story. And it was awesome. And you literally felt like you were watching. I mean, you felt like if this had been in a theater, I would have been fine with it. I would have walked out going, that was sweet. And to be able to have it in the comfort of your own home, it's not bad. It, I'm gonna go. It, it, I'm gonna put the cat back yeah. in the uh, bedroom now. I'll it's right definitely it's definitely a, a a fun journey. I can say after Battlestar Galactica, you should you should check it out. It's worth watching. It's fun. They do some pretty inventive stuff in it, and um, their technology is a lot different in that the spaceship is actually a living being, and so they have to communicate it with a, in a certain way. And the show mirrors a lot of of a Buck Rogers type story. It's a, it's a man from Earth who, I mean, this is the first five minutes of show. Uh, um, uh, Buck Rogers, where a guy just he is thrown out from our world into this world, and that first season, him trying to get back, he just wants to get back home, and then becomes something else, and it just becomes a very good sci fi uh, show. Yeah, I, I would put Farscape up there as just with one of the best hmm. that I've seen. Um, though I don't really talk about it much, you know, I really enjoyed it because it was, it, there was a beginning, middle and end. And, and so it did get an ending. I was thinking it didn't, uh, it got an ending that was somewhat forced upon it because okay. the, the season had to end it. They, I guess sci-fi wasn't going to produce it anymore or something. Uh, viewers still wanted it to exist. And so, uh, you know, there was a campaign to try to keep it alive. But um, well, maybe after yeah. I'm finished with Battlestar, maybe yeah. I'll start Farscape. Yeah, but and and Battlestar, I'm glad it was made. It's just such a wonderful, wonderful. Okay, my favorite show. thing about Battlestar Galactica, um, besides the character arc and the quality, the relative quality of the story and stuff, was the way they handled the the battle scenes because that was a new thing. Okay, I mean in in Star Trek, it's like okay, it's more like you know boats. You know, it's like, okay, let's bank left. Okay, let's, or, or, you know, airplanes or something like that. But the way that, the way the ships would whip around and and it it seemed like, it seemed like they used physics in a different way. You know, uh, the way they constructed 
the the actual action of the battle scenes you know the way the vipers are whipping around and stuff and i love the viper will kind of whip around it's almost like fishtailing you know like a car fishtailing around so it's you you almost hear the skidding you know as it as it kind of whips around and then it kind of catches its you know it catches its momentum and then it it blasts back off again and it's really cool the only thing it's a drag is that um in in the real world you know in, in our physical universe that would never happen you know, there's no there's there's no atmosphere for you know. There's no reason for a spaceship to have wings. Well, there's no reason for a spaceship. You know, a spaceship could never maneuver like that. At least not with physical, conventional, chemical thrusters. I, I mean, think there's uh, what who I've knows noticed they can use on mechanical the drives or whatever, but have been little jets, little atmosphere yeah. thruster yes. jets. But but again. <laughs> There's no atmosphere to push against in space, so there's no equal yeah, opposite reaction. Land. I mean, those ships can land. Well, on, but what I'm saying is, is out in, is out in space, and this is something that that. Uh, hey, well, I mean, uh, I mean, sound in space, you know, this uh, work now in in space now with our rockets and and uh, space shuttles. Well, and this is something that. Uh, well, I think the space shuttle is only a couple hundred miles up, and so there is some small amount of atmosphere up there, however small. I don't think they're completely well, out well, of atmosphere. Well, those, those wings serve as, uh, um, to glide it down, too, because right, it the, wouldn't compile it. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Dr. Michio Kaku has, uh, I, I think it was it was his uh, his words that I read on this, and, you know, why wouldn't you, uh, you know, why wouldn't you believe a physicist when they tell you these things? Um, so I just, you know, it's just interesting for any space show, you know, uh, you know, the enterprise is not going to, you know, be banking hard left. You know, now they theoretically use, you know, warp drive and, you know, sci-fi concepts like that. They're know, not, they're not using physical chemical, you know, rocket thrusters. You want to know my least favorite character on the show? Mm, Let me guess. Well, um, it's either going to be uh, Amidala it's, uh, or Roslyn. Starbuck. Starbuck. I want to punch her in the face every time I see really? her. Really? Yeah. That's the second most popular character in sci-fi history, Brad. On that list. Mm-hmm. I um I want to punch her. I just don't like her at all. If I was uh, the, I I'm with If I was to meet her in person, yeah. Starbuck, not the actress. Right, right. But Starbuck, first thing I would do would be like follow her and give her a flat tire. <laughs> and then I would Would kick you go the, would you go the Beverly Hills her cop on her? Would then you I would put kick a the back of her knees and make her stumble and then I would just push her down. I would. I uh, just don't like her at all. Brad, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. She is so damaged and angry at the wrong things and unfocused that that is why I like her. She is. I would not want to spend time with that person, but I enjoy watching the train wreck that she is. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like it's. It is supposed to make you uncomfortable. I mean, that's part would, of her character. If she was to die on the show and go away and never come back, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind at all. Okay. Fair enough. There's so many Wait more. season two. No, I'm kidding. There are so many more <laughs> other interesting. Spoiler alert. Characters on the show. I, I have a dilemma. Yeah. About who I want to grow be when I grow up. Okay. I either want to be Jack Bauer, uh-huh. Jason Statham. Yeah. Or. I, was about to say, I thought we agreed on Jason Statham. Or Commander Adama. Either one, any one of those guys. Okay, you would not want to be. We can rule Adama out for one reason. Dude lives in a space submarine. Okay, Statham. <laughs> Statham drives around in a freaking Audi A8 I, with the windows down. From what I've That's seen, awesome. Adama doesn't take crap from anybody. No, he, him and his XO are are just two of the of those space captains. Uh, Amadala rivals Kirk in Adama. a lot of ways. Adama. Yeah. 
Amidala is pretty awesome too. Not as awesome as Amidala Kirk. is the other captain that you don't know about. <laughs> no, but he rivals Kirk in a way in that, just like Brad said, he doesn't take crap from anybody. He's strong. He's silent. He's yeah. just kind of, he's not a ladies' man in that he can have a lady one. There was one episode where number six was posing as a real person. Yeah. And it was a great scene when uh, the captain and the XO were trying to get Baltar to say hello to this new yeah. lady. And he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. ignoring her because he thinks she's in her mind. He's like, where is she? And she's look, he's looking around and, and they're like, dude, she's right here. She's standing right here. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. It's but. interesting that, that you like guys' character because to me, he was such a traitor and he's so craven. I found him impossible to like. Now, there, there are. I don't necessarily like him, but he's my favorite character on the show. Okay. Okay. There, okay. There's a difference. I get the difference. Um, you know, why, why couldn't I say that about Starbuck? Why can't I not like her but enjoy her character? I, I don't know. I just want to kill her character. Well, I, Gaius is there's there's something there, noble. There's about a lot of him. There's mystery to him. There's something inside him that I like. He wants to do the right yeah. thing. Well, there's a difference between Gaius's insanity and Starbucks depression. Her okay. manic, her manic, her, her alcoholic manic depression. Basically, she hasn't just. Dist- Exhibited any alcohol tendencies in the world. She, she she's a drinker. Okay. She's I'm, a hard yeah, drinker. I'm not necessarily trying to say that she is literally an alcoholic, okay. but you know, she's a you know, she's she's one of those people that she tries to, you know, drown her problems in other things, whether it's work or relationship or drink or whatever. Now she she's the kind of person that has had such a nasty life that she tries to escape it, you know, mentally, psychically, when possible. And Gaius is a far different character than that. You know, uh, his his issues are literally much more trippy and much more sci-fi-esque. It's like, you know, is is this experience I'm having real? Is it, you know, is it being induced by something? Is it just a hallucination? Is it my mind trying to compensate for something I don't understand? You know, there, there's so many questions about what's actually going on in Gaius's uh Gaius's head and you know I, I again I I think that's one of the reasons why I, I said that you know his his character arc I think is probably the most fascinating in the show he he is always looking for the angle to benefit him yeah and sometimes the easy way out well sometimes but, he, but you know how can this in a lot of ways he's like Lex Luthor you know he he how can this benefit me? How can I be in control of this? And, and sometimes that is beneficial to everybody else. And sometimes that is, uh, you know, that basically turns him into a supervillain. Well, not a supervillain, but you know what I mean? Um, no, I mean, he, he is, he is a, he's the foil. I mean, he's the, what he's the, he's essentially when the Zylons aren't there, he's the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? He he is the first one to turn traitor on anything. See so far, him. so far the only thing I would consider traitorous that he's done would be well, destroying the human race. <laughs> okay, yeah. other than, other than <laughs> giving number six the the keys to the yeah to the Audi. Yeah, giving her yeah, no doubt. 
would be the um the password is like when he when he started using the Cylon detector app and by the way yeah I finally understand the reference to that open for half hour <laughs> wasted that you voiced oh so many years ago <laughs> thank you do you remember him doing one of the voiceovers like mm. finally we get something about the Cylon detector app and yeah. I was like what is he even talking about but now I get it thank you I think during its run on uh, sci-fi um, I think that was um, I think that may have been on one of their like network promos okay because I, I think that that I believe that you can download a Cylon detector app on your smartphone okay yes the only traitorous thing I've seen him do other than mm-hmm. other the big the, one giving her the password yes was when he first started using the Cylon Detector app and Boomer came up red. Okay. Yeah. He was like, oh, you're green. Oh, everything's yeah. fine. You know, and, and oh, boy. who knows how many times yeah, boy. in the episodes that I've seen that he's lied about who's been yeah. red and who's been green. Yeah. So that's really the only thing. He seems to be a bit of an opportunist. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Um, but no, I'm I'm really enjoying the show. I'm looking forward. I wish I didn't have to go to sleep as soon as I go home because I'd love to watch another episode. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I absolutely adore number six. Yeah. I'd like to punch Starbuck in the face. And I really like Lee Adama's character, too. Yeah. I think he's a cool guy. Like there's, something about, there's something about Boomer that's quite quite fetching. I don't like Boomer handsome. at all. There are... there are. Oh, oh okay. Here's a beef. I'm sorry, all Bill. Right. No, bring it. If you're Cylon, yeah, and you're gonna make a, a handful of different looking yes Cylons, yeah, why make three or four copies that look the same? Because once one identity has been revealed, right. like the entire this, line is yeah, yeah, all of those was it Leoben, 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 yeah. Once Leoben has been outed, yeah. The next time you see Leoben, guess what? It's probably going to be another Cylon. Right. I I think that is explained. Um, I, I'm trying to remember that, that there are twelve Cylons. I don't remember the explanation. You know, there was a note like there's yeah. twelve Cylons in the fleet or whatever, something like that. Why not make twelve different looking Cylons? Why make three of four different looking Cylons? Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that there are what six that we know of because the Blondie is number six, right? Well, I when so I was there's Leoben. When I got and, the note. And another thing too is that there are there are some Cylons that you know are all Cylons part of a run or are some Cylons unique? I don't know what that means, but when well, we got I the mean, note about the twelve, I could count yeah. eleven. Okay, I wasn't sure about there. There's a. Um I mean, all will be revealed. Those are the okay. ki- those are the kind of questions that will be answered before I'm it's up. Forward so to it. cool. And I'm I'm glad that I was bow bre- brow beaten into watching this. Show. I wish I, I I envy you because there are so many so many of these shows I would like to watch again. I would love to run through Lost again. I would love to run through Battlestar Galactica again. I would love to start at episode one and run through Farscape again. I mean, I just you know, there's I would love to run through Babylon Five again. I mean, I'm, I just every time my daughter tweets me about or text messages me about lost mm-hmm. i feel a a pang of jealousy <laughs> that she's experiencing that for the first time is this the first time she's run through lost yeah she's oh in season gosh. six she just started season six have yet. you warned her yet <laughs> no. about what this is how it's gonna end oh 
<laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of the fun of like, I mean, going back to True Blood, that's just kind of fun of just, even though people know about it, it's a popular series, you living it for that first time. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Breaking Bad. I came on halfway through season three. Okay. And so I had to catch up with all that. And yeah. now watching it in real time is just so well, much fun. And to my surprise, the uh, the professor just out of the blue about three weeks ago or so said, I think I want to try Breaking Bad. I've heard so much about it. And I, that's one of those I've always heard, you know, is an amazing show. But I just I didn't start watching the episode one. And I just kind of said, you know, whatever. Now it's it's streaming on Netflix. So you can watch it that way, which is how she did it. And we watched the first like three episodes together. And then uh, next thing I know, like two nights later, um, you know, I get up and she's like, I stayed up last night. And I watched three and a half more episodes. <laughs> and so from like three or four days into her little breaking bad journey, um, I, she, she outpaced me. She, she lapped me and I just, I, I backed off because I got other things to do. So I've seen three and a half episodes of breaking bad in my life. And she is almost done with season four, which is all that Netflix is going to give you. And of course the, they're broadcasting season five right now on, uh, uh, AMC. The, um, so what what kills me is I don't. I may have to talk to you guys afterwards. But how do we? They've got like episodes five oh three or five oh four is the is the earliest episodes that you can get on demand right now. So I don't know how to get her episodes one, two, and possibly three of the fifth season. iTunes. Okay. Just buy it off. Uh, oh, I feet. guess you. Okay. Yeah. So that's not bad. That's true. Yeah, but you buy three episodes, it's like, oh, that's a month of Netflix, man. Well, I mean, yeah, depending on, you know, it's or also going to a movie. Or that's, that's or, one red box that you keep four days late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. Because that's my specialty with red box. That's why I, I, that's why I can't let myself go there anymore. Um, yeah, and who would have ever thought that a, that a show, Breaking Bad, about a, a chemistry teacher cooking math could just yeah. be so... Well, Crazy. It's, it's because of, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's two things. It's, it's the writing, which explores an incredibly seedy part of American life. Mm-hmm. And the acting um, is, I mean, Brian Cranston, it's impossible to believe that this is, was the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. That <laughs> I mean, is I mean, astounding. You, it's one of those things where intellectually you see his face and you go, I know that that's the same face I saw in Malcolm in the Middle. But the acting performance, now, you know, I'll wander through the living room and she'll be on episode, you know, episode eight of season three or whatever. And, you know, it's like, I, I can't, I can't watch this, but I'll watch, you know, a minute and a half of a scene. And it's just like, you know, even myself, the, the layman can tell that that is some amazing acting going on. And then she, you know, the acting, the acting major, um, she tells me that every time she discusses it. The the final season, yeah. they're only doing five seasons, and we've been joking how or theorizing yeah. how it's going to end, and okay. everyone thinks it's going to end with like a scene from Malcolm in the Middle. That <laughs> you know, he wakes up and he's like, he's uh, going to wake up and Freddie Muniz yeah. bringing him breakfast in bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, let's finish some fantasy football. I like that. Okay, whose turn was it? Um. Okay. Why don't you refresh our listeners' memory? Yes. Okay. No sweat. Uh, do we? Um, Okay, if you need some um, some mood music, you can. Oh no! Why don't hang on, hang on. Four, three, two, one, and skip this video. Yes. Oh. 
All right. Okay. Um, so we started our fantasy football uh, draft last week, and we are going to finish it up this week. Uh, it is a four-team league, and um, uh, which is unusual. That's okay. We don't necessarily always play by the rules, and um, the four owners in the HHW FFL are uh, myself and Brad and Frank and Sage. So uh, for those of you who missed last week, go back and uh, listen to it, or this this segment won't make any sense. Please enjoy the Rammstein, by the way, while Thank we're uh, Thank while you we're doing very this. much. Yes. Um, waking me up for Ger- the ride home. Germans, uh, Germans love fantasy football and David Hasselhoff. Um, so uh, the uh, we've gone through... Uh, We've gone through the first two rounds, and we're into the first. We have done the first pick of the third round, and this is scheduled to be uh, an, uh, a seven-round draft. Um, we're going to keep it simple. Um, yeah, it'll be easier for the listeners to follow through the season. So uh, um, I started out, first pick in the draft, I took uh, Drew Brees. Um, Brad followed up uh, with a very bold choice. He took uh, Steve McGee, uh, backup quarterback for the Cowboys. Um, Frank took Alex Smith, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. Um, and um, Sage took Tony Romo. So, um, Smart kid. A very smart kid. Uh, he looked honestly, pretty good the other night I, in the preseason game. I really think that, uh, that, that Sarge may have the second best player in the first round, you two. So, uh, so come correct. So uh, um, my uh, first round, uh, my first pick of the second round, uh, I announced it as Ray Rice. Um, I then changed my mind and I went with, uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, I changed that, uh, in, I changed that during the last week in between shows. I didn't tell you guys that it's okay. Nobody else picked him up. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Seeing as I'm the commissioner. Um, that's how I plan on commission our, uh, our, uh, the XDFL too. I will change the rules, uh, on a whim as it suits me. So I've got Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson and my team is looking stacked so far. Uh, Brad Milo followed up his, uh, his pick of Steve McGee with felix jones and uh yes that is felix the jones the wonderful wonderful jones and um he is going to be backing up uh ou's uh, demarco murray um with the cowboys uh, i still think it's not a bad pick because you know in this day and age uh the workhorse running back is something that you really uh you see rarely these days um most running back uh running back situations are running back by committee so um we already know that Felix uh, could be productive, and I think uh, uh, your pick is uh, KG. Um, Frank surprised everybody by taking um, uh, running back from New Orleans, Mark Ingram, a uh, former Atlanta, uh, excuse me, Alabama Crimson Tide dude. Um, we're very happy about that. Uh, with the last pick in round two, Sage took Boba Fett. See, I'm a little concerned about this. Well, because he can fly and he's got lasers, he could go totally. He could go the last Boy Scout on you. I know, really. This is easy. what I'm afraid of. So we're going to keep an eye on this. Again, um, we mentioned this last week. Uh, I don't know what uh, what Sage's picks are going to be. Um, Sage uh, emailed me uh, his picks for each round. And what's that email address? Uh, the email, yes. Uh, thank you. Excellent point. Uh, that email address is turge. At halfhourwasted.com. T-U-R-G-E? Yes. T-U-R-G-E 
at halfhourwaste.com. Turge at halfhourwaste.com. I wonder if I should check um, Turge at halfhourwaste.com just to see yeah. if he's gotten any since last episode. If you wonderful listeners uh, would like to um, uh, congratulate uh, Sage or uh, Turge, um, you are absolutely um, invited to do so. We just gave you his uh, his address, so uh, you know, give him a note. You know, let him know. Uh, let him know what's up. I've um, seen some of Turge's mm-hmm. emails. Yes, he is remarkably literate. His his thought processes are are far more cogent than I would expect out of uh, your average uh, five year old. So. We're very I'm, proud. I'll take up the music bed now. Okay. I don't mind. I, I don't mind. And, unless you would like some more Megadeth. No, I got it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so, uh, beauty. What's up with your block Who's, whose rocking turn is it? beats? Uh, it was my turn. Uh, we okay. did make my first uh, selection of the third round uh, last week. It was the last thing we did before we signed off. Um, I took Megatron. Oh, that's right. So I'm very happy about that. I have uh, uh, the best wide receiver in the league um, to go along with uh, my favorite running back and what I think is going to be the best uh, quarterback this year. So my team's pretty stacked. Um, so I've got Breeze, Adrian Peterson, and Megatron. And um, Mr. Brad Milo is next. I'm going to take – I'm going to put a kicker in mine. Okay. I'm going to put uh, Dan Bailey from the Cowboys. Excellent. My kicker, because history has proven yeah. the last few years yeah. that when the offense can't make the yeah. scores with the Cowboys, yes. the kicker has been taking up the slack. Oh, heck yes. So, well, and Bailey is Bailey is absolutely an offensive weapon for yeah, them. I think that Dan was a, Bailey, a, Cowboys. A, a good pick. A good pick. Bless you, Frank. Yes. Uh, uh, bless you, I didn't Frank. hear that. God bless you, Frank. Uh, well, I don't know why. Well, the weird thing was... He opened up his uh, his Galaxy Seven tablet, <laughs> and he sneezed into it. Yeah, that's what you're. That's he's the a, new thing. He's a polite bro. guest. He didn't want to sneeze on your table, your floor, your stuffed bear over there. I appreciate the ten thousand dollar or the cat uh, thing. Is it ten thousand? I'm just rambling off numbers. Let's not go into that. I can edit that. <laughs> you should. What you should edit it. Edit it so it says one million. I'll put a. I'll put a voice in there <laughs> fantastic um i'm gonna check because the dogs can only do Turges so much email. as far as uh you know home security is concerned um of course the lasers Nothing. uh also help are you too, sure so. pretty um, sure i haven't uh, i don't have anything turge does not have a new uh, it's it's your turn by the way frank. yes it is frank's pick now who went first? You went first last time. I went time. first. So I'm going first every round. It's really not that fair, but so again, Frank I'm the has commissioner. Two more picks, and you and I have one more pick. Well, I mean, we're going seven. We're going seven rounds. So you okay. know, we've got. I've got. I've made three picks. You have made three picks. He's made two. So, okay, from the uh, beautiful state of Jacksonville. Yes, uh, Josh Scobie. Dude, the run on kickers. The, uh, yeah, I'm getting a kicker too. Josh Scobie from the state of Jacksonville. You know, that's actually not a bad idea because Jacksonville's offense is so bad that, uh, and especially with Maurice Jones-Drew, who, by the way, um, Maurice Jones-Drew barely has knees, and he is their only offense right now. Their quarterback is Blaine Gabbert, who is terrible. 
Maybe Blaine Gabbert will be good someday. I, I hear uh, I hear announcers and people talking about what what a live arm Gabbert has, but he apparently has the uh, the, the brain of Jeff George. For those of you who are old uh, football fans, uh, you're laughing quietly to yourself right now. Um, but the, so the point is, the Jacksonville's office is going to stall early and often, and they're going to need a guy who can kick like seventy yard field goals. So no more, our, no more pizza for you, Brad. Anyway, okay, so uh, Frank takes uh, Josh Scobie. We're all very happy. Um, let me uh, open up uh, Sarge's uh, third-round pick. And hang on a second. I'm a, hang on a second. I'm having an issue with this. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, um, Sage takes uh, Indiana Jones. Oh! Wow. That... That's a bold choice. I'm. I have a, never known Indiana Jones to play football. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good choice. That's my opinion. I mean, he's always wearing that leather jacket. Well, I mean, are I you gonna are you gonna him tackle as, him? The dude's got a whip. I always pictured him as more of a scholar than an athlete. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, it's it's a bold choice. Now, um, I don't know. I, I think that you know we may have some issues with uh, with the way this league is forming right now. Um, so we'll see. Um, the Sage's team, frankly, is, is pretty strong. I mean, when you've got Tony Romo, Boba Fett and Indiana Jones on your team, you know, good luck with that. So, All I'm saying is, is maybe you guys, maybe you guys should have drafted kickers, you know, maybe you should have drafted Darth Vader or oh, something. We each have four choices left, right? Right. Yes, now, uh, it is the top of the third round. My bad. It is uh, it's my pick next. Now mm-hmm. I did. We did get an email from Sage. Brad, I'm checking Sage's email now. Okay. That's okay. Oh, okay. 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 Sure. So uh, this last email came to Turge at halfhourways.com. It says, "Dear Sage, how are you? I am fine. Uh, is, is it Junie B. Jones? Is this football league for real? Thanks, little Sally." Wow. Oh, so I guess we'll wait for Sage to kind of write something. Interesting. The, okay. But, you know, dear Sage, how are you? I am fine. Is this football league real? Thanks, little Sally. I'm still waiting for uh, for BDS uh, Murph to chime in on this, too, by the way. <laughs> I, I want her seal of approval on yeah. this. What's your That means pick? something this day and age. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's my pick. Um, okay, uh, my fourth pick. Um <sighs> I guess, um, I guess with the run of kickers, um, I'm going to uh, take the unusual step. Um, I'm going to go with Garo Yupremian, and that's uh, mainly because he uh, he can also pass the ball, um, as we saw in uh, Super Bowl uh, eleven. I think you have to research that. And what team is he with? Uh, he's a Miami Dolphin. Miami Dolphin. He's a he's a dolphin. He's a mammal. Well, okay, yeah, he's yeah he's a mammal. Um, I got you know what? It's actually a really bad pick on my part because right now Gary Premian is probably near seventy. <laughs> but to be a kicker, you know, I mean, geez, we we saw Jan Stenerud, one of the greatest kickers in NFL history, um, was kicking uh, well into his late forties, and it, it would not be you know in this day and age. Roger Clemens. You guys know who Roger Clemens is? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Roger my, Clemens. He's my mailman. He's yeah, Roger, Roger Clemens can eat me. But 
Uh, Roger Clemens has He's that big? I know. Hi-oh. Hey. Uh, Roger Clemens uh, is pitching in an independent league right now down in San Antonio. or, or No, it's near Houston. Um for the, uh, I'm trying to remember what the, uh, the the town name is, but he's pitching for the Skeeters. Uh, he is 50 years old, and he's throwing almost 90 miles an hour. Now, uh, Nolan Ryan, who's well into his mid-60s, uh, says that he is still clocked in the uh, low to mid-80s. So uh, Roger Clemens can take that and sit on it. So anyway, um, so uh, I've uh, made the actually the poor choice of uh, Gary Premier. The more I think about it... Um, I uh, I regret my pick, but you know what? I'm a stand-up guy, and I'm going to live with it. So, uh, Brad Milo, it is your turn. Well, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and knock out all four of my remaining yeah, oh. okay, go for it. Go players. for it. I choose for rounds four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Because there's four of them guys who giddy up a mau mau. Well, you know what? That's more for me because I wasn't planning on taking any of the Oak Ridge boys. There you go. So, you know what? That's one of the things about uh, fantasy football is you always love it when, like, the guy right before you or the guy two spots, you know, you got, like, three players you're really looking for. And the fourth guy in front of you takes a player that you wouldn't have taken in a million years. And all of a sudden you go, dude, there's only two. There's three players I really want. There's only two guys picking ahead of me. So one of these guys is definitely falling to me now. Because that dude out there in front of me uh, took a player that uh, I think is insane. Um, not the Oak Ridge boys are insane. Um, I'm just saying that I wasn't planning on taking them. So, um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, a good player is going to slide to me thanks to Brad. Okay. So, Frank, it's your pick. Okay. Did, did we get an email from Serge? Uh Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Serge because he was Serge for a while, and then he was Sarge, yeah. and then he's Turge. Say, I'll call him Sage because that's yeah, his real name. Sage happen. got an email from somebody named Mister Nolan. Really? Just stop not t- stop talking about me. Oh, that's Nolan Ryan, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I saw. So I must have missed the the part where he was talking about <laughs> Nolan Ryan. Uh, Bill was talking about Nolan Ryan, so maybe it was just a sh- oh, it's someone at the door. Someone at the door. Oh, it's Nolan Ryan. I love your sausage, sir. Hello, Mr. And your breakfast sausage. Hello, Mr. Nolan. My sausage and my breakfast <laughs> sausage are both made from all pure natural ingredients, no herbs or pesticides or antibiotics. I have a uh, foundation I question. I'm still pitching the low 80s. Mr. Nolan, I have a foundation question. I use Cialis. <laughs> I thought that was Jimmy Johnson. Oh, yeah. When did that stroke happen, Mr. Nolan? I'm having it right now. Can't you tell? I believe it's Frank's pick, is it not? Yeah. You're uh, confused. Brad, I, I'll do what Brad did. I'm from South Texas, and I just talk like this. You're confusing it with a stroke. And I'm going to go with four players. Okay. All at once. One swoop. And, by the way, this will guarantee me victory. Okay? All you right. guys aren't interesting right. to me. I'm going to piss off now. <laughs> um. President okay, Obama. Well, that was nice. President he Obama. Didn't, he and didn't his slam the door on the way out. That was nice of him. Excuse me. <laughs> President Obama and his three eventual clones that will be made of him. Really? Okay. Um, the Obama clone yes. triplets. Okay. Very good. Um, What's up? 
Yeah, you see? So are all of them uh, going to be socialist and um, from, uh, are they going to be Kenyan socialists? Yes. Pause for laughter. They will be. Or are they going to be American presidents? Are you going to have, you, with, with three Obama clone triplets, which was redundant, I know, um, you could theoretically have a selection. You could have um, the red-blooded American uh, president of the United States, most powerful man in the world. You could also have a Kenyan socialist, and you could have uh, the one guy who grew up in Thailand who eats dog. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy asking stupid questions. I'll take uh, all three. It covers my bases, you know? Yeah. That way, everyone is miserable. I love that. Okay, you you have done Pause well. for laughter. Okay. Thank you, um, President Obama and your clone triplets. I can't lose. Crystal your method. turn. You've crystal got four chooses. Awesome. Left. This isn't Crystal Method. Huh? This isn't Crystal Method. This isn't Vegas by the Crystal Method? No, it's... Dirty Vegas is the name of the group. Oh, Days yeah. Days okay. go by. My bad. You, you, you got one, me. One of the coolest videos ever. I knew it had something to do with Vegas. That's on me. You've got four choices left. Are you okay. going to do what Frank well, and I did? It's Sarge's turn. Okay, so oh, let me open up his email. Right. That's okay. right. With the final pick in round four, Sage picks. Hang on a second. Um, let's see. Hang on just a Hang on just a second. Did a little research for you. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm sorry. He encrypted his email. So oh, I, like I got to okay. crack it. What kind of encryption does he use there? You may not know this, but I type like Scotty from uh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home. <laughs> it's amazing. Even though he'd never seen a keyboard before, because he talks to computers, uh, he was able to type like a uh, like a New York City secretary. <laughs> it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Okay, cool. Um, Sage's email is opening, and <sighs> was he saying? I, I not no. I, you know what? Sage has picked the emperor, and that's <laughs> uh, it. That's it. You know what? Uh, we're that. Forget it. You know this whole thing was a was a stupid bad idea. We all lost. Um, you know what? We're not. <laughs> You know, I really like my team. I've got a, a bad kicker. I've got the. I've got a. a I've got Breeze. I got Peterson. I got Megatron. Um, you know, but what the hell are we going to do against Tony Romo, Boba Fett, Indiana Jones, the Emperor? We are going to get stinking killed every week. It's going to be like 110 to negative two every week. Sage is going to go undefeated because you're not going to get past all four of those guys. And Man. you know, I thought we were okay until until he decided until he goes with the freaking emperor. I was gonna see. I should have gone with Jesus. I was gonna drop yeah, Jesus. I'm, dang it! See, I now. was. I'm I'm pissed because I was gonna take the emperor with the next pick. I had the first pick of the fifth round. I was gonna take the emperor, and now he goes in and snakes me. I just you know what this, this was. He's smart, Phil. Yeah, he's he's small. He's smarter than we are. He's but he's smart. He's pint sized. He's he's what I like to refer to as sage size. And dang, he's cute. But no, it's no, forget it. You know, I don't this, think the Oak Ridge boys were a wise choice. This was a bad idea to begin with. It's just you know what, mm. yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody out there, everybody out there. Just forget this ever happened. Okay, let's just sign off. All right. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening to a half hour. Wasted. 
You can catch us every Monday on the HHW LOD Network. We also have other great shows like Legion of Dudes, The Walking Dead TV Podcast, Black Box, and of course Out Now. Be sure to uh, drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. You can also drop each of us an email at either Brad, Bill, Frank, or Turge at halfhourwasted.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Drop us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm bitterly disappointed in myself. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. I fell for it. I completely fell for it.